Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Official Gears Podcast, where we talk about everything from mouse ears to butterbeers. It's Brian and Alan here again, and thank you for joining us once again as we dive into episode 56 and the beginning of a new series where we're going to be talking about our 50, 50 of our favorite things at the Walt Disney World Resort. Alan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Staying busy over here. Back from my little trip to Dallas, so uh, that was kind of fun. I was going to say, how was Dallas? It was good. It was good. The weather actually was very cooperative for us while we were out there. So <laughs> it was uh, it was kind of in the low to mid 90s, but it was super not humid. Um, so we were able to go out in the evenings and sit outside and um, continue our daily meetings outside with a, a beverage or two. And it was really nice. Yeah. yeah. Sit outside in shorts. And it was cool. Did you do any kind of sightseeing? There's, there's not a not. whole lot in Dallas, but. No, well, so I arrived um, at about 1030 Wednesday into Dallas, and um, I had a very interesting story about getting there to begin with. But then um, I met met my boss for lunch, and uh, after lunch, we went um, right into some meetings and then um, took a little bit of a break, and then we met for dinner and drinks that evening, and then hung out for a little bit and kind of, you know, talked about work and everything. And then Thursday... Um, we kind of had meetings a good, por- good portion of the day, going over some new strategy and things, and then uh, finished it off with dinner that night. Really nice dinner, and uh, headed back Friday morning. So, got back Friday afternoon. Yeah, it was a very cooperative week. I think the only thing I can remember from Dallas, especially the only restaurant I can remember eating in Dallas, is uh, Medieval Times. Uh, oh. so. We have one about fifteen minutes from us. Yeah, <laughs> this 15, is probably 20 about twenty-five years ago. I went to my dad was was um, spending part-time down there at the time he uh was working down there and was flying back and forth um because we had just moved to nashville and we were like we're not there's no sense in moving if there's a shot he's going to get transferred back to nashville so he worked down there for four days a week and then was here for three days a week and uh, we went down to visit him one time and we went to medieval times um drove to san antonio which was a lot longer than i thought it was (laughs) yeah and then um we went to go see uh, where Kennedy was assassinated, and that was that was pretty cool and, and, and neat to see. But that's about the extent of my memories of going to Dallas, other than it being really hot. Yeah, it was warm. I don't think I got more than three miles from the airport. So uh, my boss, my boss is about mm, two, two and a half miles maybe from the airport, and the hotel was right there. So yeah, I mean, the airport, it was a good trip though. The airport's three miles long anyway. <laughs> it is. That's a huge airport. And I was way at the very end of one of the brand new gates. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I know there's air trains here, but I didn't even get far enough where I could get on an air train. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> Miami, too. Man, we, we clocked it one time when we were traveling through Miami. Miami International, we did walk almost a mile and a half from security to our gate. Wow. And there's no, like, moving walkways or anything. <laughs> Miami Airport is not one of my favorite ones to travel through. <laughs> no. But it's no. all good. No. All good. We're good. Glad you had, had a quick but good trip. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, folks, if you missed our last episode, we'll give you a quick rundown. Uh, we were finishing off our World Showcase series. We really hope you guys enjoyed that. We kind of did. Yeah. Um, we talked about Germany, China, Norway, and Mexico. Some of our favorites. I mean, if there's, there's really so many over there. It's kind of hard to pick a specific favorite. There's something great about all of them. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you did miss them, get a chance to go back and uh, check those out. We hope you will. Um, for this episode, we're going to be doing a brand new series as we get ready for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom. And uh, we're going to be talking about some of our 50 favorite things about Walt Disney World. 
So each week we're going to pick a few things uh, and we're going to talk about Disney and discuss why we like them so much and what they are. Um, you know, we're not going to do anything in particular order, just some of our favorite things in general. So we're not doing that to doing a, you know, no tonight show top 10, top 50 kind of thing. <laughs> we, we just want to share some of our favorites because there's, there's so many things that are great. Uh, but each week we'll have one resort, one restaurant, one attraction, and one little miscellaneous item that adds a little bit of extra magic that we'll talk about. And uh, we'll finish the series on October 1st, right when the anniversary kicks off. Yeah. So hopefully this will be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um, we don't talk necessarily in detail a lot about a lot of these things because we try to make our episodes um, in a reasonable time frame to listen to. And if we talked over and over about all of our favorite things, it would take forever. So breaking it down for <laughs> five a week is is good. It gives us enough time to really dive into them and, and let our listeners know why we like it so much. So uh, I'm excited and I'm actually really hoping to, you know, it won't be October 1st, but um, when I get there October 2nd, maybe October 3rd, meeting up some other agents that are going to be over at Epcot or Disney Springs, um, going to try to make that work and, and be down there for the 50th, at least for, you know, a couple hours after we go to Legoland or something. So I'm looking forward to the series. Didn't you have Epcot reservations for the first? I did, um, but I did let that expire when we figured we were going to Universal for the full week. So, uh, okay, okay. Now, if they bring right. back season passes, the plan is that. to get a season pass, and maybe I'll, I'll sneak over there for a couple, you know, a couple hours and actually go in the park sure. and check out Remy's if I can. But um, see if you can get in it, right? Yeah. So we'll just have to see how it goes. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Sure. Excited for this one, though. It's it's going to be a good. Uh, Good chance for our listeners to kind of, you know, see us and our personality so much because uh, two of the ones I've got tonight, you know, they're nothing, you know, nothing big, nothing major. They're not, you know, one of the big attractions that you have. One of them is actually one that some people can say I could be okay if I never rode that again. Um, <laughs> but it's one of my favorites. And, you know, it's it, again, it's just a chance for our listeners to get a, you know, get an idea of who we are and our personalities and what we like to do when we're there. Yeah. Absolutely. But before we and I like even, that we're doing like one of each thing too. Yeah. So it's it's kind of nice. Yeah. So but before we even go to Walt Disney World, we have to book a resort. And that's where we're gonna start this mm -hmm. series off, right? Yep, absolutely. So um when you get ready to go to Disney, you, you first thing you gotta decide is where you're gonna stay. Right? Yep. I mean you might decide your flights or something like that, but we always decide where we're gonna stay first. What's what's the first place we're gonna stay? Um, because that just sets the tone for everything else. Yes. So for this one, we're going to pick um, one of my favorite resorts. And it, it I always enjoyed this resort, um, but it wasn't until I stayed there that it just, it really hit home. I'm like, this is a great, great resort. Yeah. Um, so the first pick that I have, and again, this is not any specific order, but um, one of my favorite resorts is the Polynesian Village Resort. And it's right there around the Seven Seas Lagoon, um, right outside the Magic Kingdom. It's one of the uh, Magic Kingdom Resort area resorts. Uh, it is, it was one of the first resorts there. And uh, it has just finished or almost finished um, a great remodel that's going on there. All the rooms are being updated. Um, they're getting a nice fresh update. We'll talk about in a minute. Um, the uh, main building, the great ceremonial house is just about finished. Uh, and the entranceway is just about finished with the renovation that's been going on. Um, but it, it's great to see Polynesian getting some love. Um, but this is a really great resort. It, it's themed after 
uh, a Polynesian village. So as if you went to Hawaii or one of the other Polynesian islands, um, it, it, the theming is so well done here that, you know, we've been to Hawaii and you just, you do feel like you've gone somewhere. Um, you're not, you don't feel like you're in Florida and the heat actually works really well with a Polynesian, <laughs> you know, you feel like you're in the islands. Um, but it's, it's a great resort. It's a really large resort. It's pretty well spread out. It's got multiple pools. The main pool is really great. Um, it's got this like big rock grotto kind of thing around it. Um, it's right along the water of the seven seas lagoon. Um, as soon as the monorail station that was completely demolished is finished being rebuilt the the station is getting close that's not quite ready to reopen yet Uh, but once the monorail station reopens you've got monorail transportation directly to uh, the magic kingdom from the resort and uh, you can also now thank goodness you can take the monorail to the ticket and transportation center and transfer to the epcot monorail so you can get to uh, magic kingdom and epcot via monorail Uh, you can also take a boat across the water from the Polynesian over to the Magic Kingdom. So that's pretty cool too. Um, There's some great views on the water. Uh, When fireworks are going on, um, you can actually walk down along the waterfront that faces the Magic Kingdom down there and they pipe in the music from the fireworks. So even if you're not in the park, you get the music for Happily Ever After or whatever fireworks show they're doing. So you can kind of sit down there on the beach and just relax with the water and enjoy the fireworks and the music. A lot of people typically go out there. Um, it's a really relaxing resort. Um, I, I love the new theme of the rooms. They're all new Moana themed. So they all had kind of a Polynesian theme to them before, uh, but they've tweaked it a little bit and there's a little more color in them. Um, and they've, they brought this Moana theme in. It's not really loud, um, but I, I think they've done a really, really nice job with it. Uh, the rooms look great. All the beds have been raised up. So the new style beds that they're doing. So where you have room underneath to put your luggage. So it gives you some more storage room. Um, that's a really nice feature actually that they've been doing in the rooms. Yeah. Um, but the, the big colorful art wall that they did, there's like one big focal art wall um, that just got all this like montage of uh, Moana and like Polynesian flowers. And it, just, it, it looks really, really nice. I think they've done a good job with this upgrade. Yeah. What do you think about the rooms? I love the rooms and I don't think I had a problem with the old style. Um, but I think anytime you get to add a little bit of that extra little Disney touch to a room, um, I, I think it just adds a little bit of extra. And, you know, the way they've done it, like you said, they're, they're very classy. It's, it doesn't scream characters and everything at yeah. you. Um, you know, we talked about the incredible rooms at the contemporary, um, Port Orleans French Quarter, or no, I'm sorry, Riverside has a little bit more um, cartoony feel to it. Um, so, but the, these new upgraded rooms don't feel anything like that. They're clean, they're sleek, um, they feel very contemporary, but they have that touch of you know the island flavor that that people are looking for. And yeah. uh, I, I can't wait to stay in one, at least go and tour one and get pictures of it because they do look really really nice. Well, that's one of the things that I've kind of thought about, you know, with all the renovations that they've been doing and all the upgrades they've been doing, I really felt like they've toned down a lot Mm -hmm. of the kind of cartoony over the top theming. Yeah. Um, And Polynesian, you're right, was not, it wasn't bad, but when you look at all the new updates that have been going on, it started to look a little bit dated. Yeah. It's still very Polynesian. It just started to look a little dated compared to everything else um, with the new upgrades. So glad to see they did this. And again, I, I, 
I think they've toned down a lot of how much theming is in the rooms, but it just, I don't know. I think it's a little more classy. Almost. Yeah. It's a little more. I, I think they're little... catering to their clientele that are staying there. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, it's it, like I said, there was nothing wrong with the old rooms. Um, but they did. As just as always, you know, every now and then there needs to be an upgrade. And I think when you book a resort um, to go on a Disney vacation, the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian, the Contemporary, those are the ones you really, really think about because everybody knows them because they see the commercials mm-hmm. um, or the monorails going by them or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is a little bit more pricey, um, of course, than your moderates and your all-stars. But, you know, if you're looking for that extra magic, like you said, where you can, you know, sit across the lake and see the fireworks, uh, you're on the monorail, you've got some really good restaurants that we're going we're to talk about one of them in a minute. Um, you've got the walking trails, uh, Lilo's Playhouse. Uh, there's just so many things about that resort yeah. that really draw people to it. And, you know, you can spend a, a rest day there and not feel like you're wasting a day, you know, and I, there's, there's, no, times, exactly. you know, there's been times where I'll stay at like an all-star or, or something and we'll have a rest day built in and halfway through the day, I'm like, well, I need something to do. Um, yeah. You know, so we'll go to Disney Springs. Polynesian has a like lot that. going on. They, they really do. Um, so it's, it's a really good resort. And I mean, I think you hit on every single reason why it's one of our favorites. Well, I missed a couple. So there, I did say it's a really large resort. It's, but in comparison to like uh, Coronado Springs or a Caribbean Beach Resort, it's nowhere near the size of those. So it's really walkable oh, from yeah. wherever you are, yeah. which is really nice. It's really walkable to the main Great Ceremonial House or to the main pool, even though there are a couple pools. Um, there are some great facilities. So um, they do have a boat rental place. So you can actually go out and rent the little water sprites if you wanted to do that there. So there's that as an activity. There is a pool bar. Of course, most places have a pool bar, um, but the pool bar out there, if you're a Dole Whip person, they typically have a couple flavors of Dole Whip out there that they do in um, adult beverages, or you can just get Dole Whip on its own uh, out by the pool, which who doesn't love Dole Whip? Uh, last time we were there, they had um, a lime Dole Whip and the regular pineapple Dole Whip. So those are really cool. Um, in the Great Ceremonial House, you've got a great shopping couple little shopping places. There's the standard little gift shop that's got, um, you know, some grocery items, a little few snack and grocery items, uh, toiletries, things like that, that you need, um, your typical Disney souvenirs. And then you have like the big main store. That's got a lot of great Disney theme, Polynesian style, um, shopping out clothing and outfits and jewelry, merchandise. There's a little bit of every, uh, uh, luggage, a little bit of everything in there. Um, you have a lot of great room options at the Polynesian. So you can go with a standard room. You can bump up to one, two, and three bedroom suites. And then they also have the villas there. And in the villas, they have um, studios and they have those over the water bungalows, which are actually two bedroom villas over the water. And each of those little two bedroom villas sleeps about six or eight and has their own hot tub that faces um, the Magic Kingdom. So again, if you wanted to sit in your hot tub, your private hot tub by your villa and watch the fireworks at night, that would be an amazing uh, nice. little nightcap to your trip. Um, and then there's some great dining at uh, Polynesian Village as well. So um, there's a restaurant upstairs that everybody kept telling me that I had to go to. And we finally got to do it. And they were right. It was really good. Um, and it's not the one you're going to talk about. But uh, now, of course, the name is slipping off the tip of my 
Um, what's the other restaurant upstairs? Um, it's shoot. Let me pull it back up. It's Polynesian. Yes. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I want to say Sanaa, but that's over at Animal Kingdom. It's like no, it starts with a it's... K, doesn't it? Kona, Kona, yeah. Kona. You're right. Yeah. Kona, Kona up there. Sorry. Um, I we've talked about this. I look at menu items and descriptions and I can be kind of picky and be like, mm, I don't know about that. And I've been wrong every time at Disney World. <laughs> I just got to tell you, every time I've been like, I don't know if that sounds good. So we talked about um, recently at uh, the German Pavilion, the beer garden. I looked at a lot of it and I was like, I don't think so. Food is amazing. I did that at Boma. I fought for a long time about going to Boma. Boma was amazing. Um, Kona, I was like, this stuff just doesn't look good. It's amazing. Kona's got a great cafe up there. It is a table service restaurant. Um, it's kind of open air off of the lobby um, upstairs. The, some of the food is good. I think I had a, a pork shank in there. Uh, we've had like this duck confit over rice. There, I, it, it's kind of a Asian fusion, Polynesian Asian fusion. It's, it's, the food is amazing. So if you get a chance and you want something that's not super heavy, um, check out Kona. Kona's got some really, really great choices. Yeah. I love that restaurant. Yeah. So a lot of great things about the Polynesian Village. You didn't even touch um, on one. There is. As I say, it's not open, open, but you didn't even touch on the luau. The luau is not open. I'm hoping they bring a luau back. There is a regular great Polynesian Village luau that they do. Um, usually it has characters involved in it. We're hoping that will come back. Um, I didn't talk about the Pineapple Lanai, because the Pineapple Lanai also has Dole Whip, if you're interested in Dole Whip. Um, there's a great bar upstairs if you want to go and get a cocktail. And then recently reopened with the Polynesian. One of the craziest places to get a beverage is Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. So we've talked about this a little bit before. If you get a chance, check out Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. Um, it's kind of in a hidden little corner way down behind, uh, the quick service cafe, Captain Cook's, um, which has some great little breakfast items too, but, uh, check out. Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. I like we've talked before. I have the collection of glasses upstairs and, um, you know, I'm a souvenir freak, but it's a fun little place. There's really cool things that go on inside there. The staff makes it really fun. Uh, you know, ask for a pearl. Shelly will help you get a pearl whenever you order the pearl. So yeah. cool things there, but that kind of leads us right into our next item on our list. Our, our number two of this episode um, which is also happens to be at the Polynesian and it's one of Brian's favorites. Yeah. So I just figured, you know, we're already at the Polynesian and, um, you know, I, I love to eat Disney food. So uh, I just thought this would be a perfect tie in. And, you know, Ohana is one of my favorite places to eat at Disney. And it doesn't matter if it's dinner or breakfast. Um, they have both options there and it's an all you can eat family style. Like again, breakfast or dinner options, breakfast, not currently offered at the moment, but breakfast was a character meal, which was um, Mickey, Pluto, Stitch, and Lilo. And they would come around to your tables and interact with kids. And it was a really good um, character meet. Uh, it was a very large restaurant. So you had plenty of time to eat before they came through. And um, between the three of them, because Stitch stayed up at the front, you got your picture made with Stitch before you even entered the restaurant. Um, it, it was a very smooth transition from character to character while you were eating. And, you know, like, again, that's only offered for breakfast for dinner. Um, 
it's, you know, just, just typical family style dinner, but, um, breakfast pricing is, uh, 25 adults, $14 per child. Um, like I said, right now it's family. It's, it's always been family style, um, no characters, but you get the seasonal fruit. Um, you can get some freshly made pineapple coconut breakfast bread, which is amazing. Um, and then you get the Ahana breakfast skillet, which is scrambled eggs, pork breakfast, sausage links, Hawaiian style ham with pineapple, um, fried island style potatoes, and then Mickey shaped waffles and biscuits. You cannot forget about the Mickey shaped waffles. Everybody has to have Mickey shaped waffles. Um, and then they also Everything have shakes sh- better with its Mickey shaped. Yes. Um, for your, <laughs> for your plant-based people, they actually have a menu for them as well. And they have cinnamon sugar donuts, a uh, seasonal fruit, and then they have a breakfast skillet for them as well. Um, you can get some, a Moana smoothie, a stitch smoothie. Uh, you can get your some mimosas if you want them in the morning. Um, and then they have an allergy friendly menu for both dinner and breakfast as well. The dinner I have not had in a very, very long time, and I'm really hoping we can schedule some reservations for that um, in January when we're there. Um, and it, it's just, it's it's really good Polynesian style food. Um, you've got your salads, you've got uh, your honey chicken wings, coconut papaya scones, cheddar bacon biscuits. I'm ready for some cheddar bacon biscuits. Um, pork dumplings <laughs> tossed in garlic, chili sauce, bread pudding. Uh, and then you get your dinner skillet as well. Cause again, this is family style and the dinner skillet is wood grilled teriyaki beef, Island shrimp casserole, roasted eight way chicken with Polynesian inspired chimichurri sauce, kalbasa sausage, Ohana noodles, roasted, uh, broccolini. I love the Ohana noodles. Um, I mean, typically the noodles are so popular over there. Yes. And, and typically when it's I go to like a Chinese restaurant or something, I get the rice, white rice or, or fried rice. I have to get the noodles when I go to Ohana. There's just something about it. Um, and then again, you can get your, your smoothies and your specialty drinks. Um, they have all your signature cocktails, a Polynesian Mai Tai, uh, the Puka Punch, Hawaiian Mule, um, watermelon margarita. I mean, there's just so many good island style flavored menu options at ohana um and then if you're breakfast you throw in the character meats i mean it is really good food for one um you get those character meats and then if you time it right say the park opens at nine o'clock you get your breakfast at 7 30 by the time you're done with breakfast you hop on the monorail about 8 30 you make your way to magic kingdom right before it opens i mean it's you can't really ask for a much better option for, for breakfast. And then same thing. If you're in the park five o'clock, your dinner reservations at six, you hop on the monorail, go eat dinner, go back just in time for those fireworks. So, um, you get a little bit of a mini break there. You're not necessarily going all the way back to your hotel room, but you are going back for about an hour to eat a good meal and then go back and spend the rest of your night at, at, at magic kingdom or Epcot. If you, if you choose, cause it is, um, you know, short, monorail trip uh to epcot uh, you do have that transition that you were talking about at the transportation center but uh, overall i would say it's about a 15 minute uh, uh one way uh ride and uh with the the different stops but uh i mean it's just you've got to do ohana if you're going to disney and you and you've got the time yeah it's super popular yeah super super popular everybody loves that i've never had anybody not like ohana no, 
And I mean, we keep telling our kids they need to go. And now that they like chow mein noodles, we're just not going to tell them that we're going <laughs> and we'll just do it. They'll eat. They'll be Surprise okay. Surprise them. Yeah. Surprise them. Yeah. They'll eat and they'll be okay. So, um, but yeah, Ohana, so Ohana is a must. So um, it is a hard reservation to get. So if you don't get it that first day, you just keep checking every day, multiple times a day, or you let your travel agent do it. Cause that, that's what we get paid for. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's one of those, you, you just got to do at least once. So. Absolutely. Love Ohana. Great choices. Great choices. Well, that brings but us I, to our attractions though. Um, attractions. Yeah. We've talked about one of these. Say, I hope the buffets come back at some point. I mean, the family styles are nice, but I hope the buffets do come back over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the family style though. It's, it's just nice. And, um, if, the food is work. Yeah. If the food, you don't have to get up and run back and forth. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, honestly, if I'm sitting there and I've got all this food on my plate that I've ordered and I don't eat it, I feel guilty and I'm blaming myself. But if I have all this food left over that's in these, you know, plates in front of us and it's a family style, I can blame it on you guys for not eating your portion. So. <laughs> there you go. When it's that buffet. You know, yeah. It's all you. Yep. But you're right. Let's move on to the attraction portion. So, we said uh, we want to do a resort, a restaurant, an attraction, uh, and then something special. Mm-hmm. So first attraction we want to talk about, it's a new one. Well, it's relatively new. It's about, it's about a year and a half now. Uh, still something? still one a lot of people have not had a chance to ride. True. For, for numerous so, reasons. COVID. For numerous um, reasons. You know, the boarding the passes. The way they operate. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just hard. So... So if you haven't guessed, we are talking about Rise of the Resistance. So um, Which we've talked as somebody about who a grew lot. Up, <laughs> yeah, we talk about it a lot. You, you probably saw this coming. But as somebody who grew up kind of as a Star Wars kid, um, this is a, a pretty amazing attraction. If you're not a Star Wars person, you can go and experience this attraction, and it is still pretty amazing, um, even if you're not a, a huge Star Wars fan. The, the attraction itself is pretty cool. It's, it's a story of its own it, it, you know like most attractions at disney it's it's a fully self-contained story so um the attraction starts out that you are going to join the resistance against the first order and uh you go through this whole recruitment ser- situation where um ray is beamed in on a hologram and her and bb8 help explain to you what's going on and how you're going to go and help uh, work with the resistance and um, you meet up with Poe Dameron and BB-8 who try to lead the shuttle that's taking you um, to join the resistance uh, off of Batu, and you actually end up getting kidnapped by the first order and taken aboard a star destroyer where the first order wants to interrogate you and find out where the rebel base is and what are you doing um, so there's there's a couple great effects in there um, you start off with the pre-show where you see BB-8 and the um, hologram of Ray, which is very, very nicely done. It looks really good. Um, and then you move out to the shuttle where you launch. There's some great details in Galaxy's Edge that I don't think a lot of people have noticed, but I caught it and I was like, that's pretty interesting. Um, the first one is when you get in the shuttle and you take off from Batu, the, the video's the screens you see as you take off, right? And when you look out of the shuttle and you see the land as you take off, the the attraction knows what time of day it is outside. Mm-hmm. If it's dark, 
the system, when you look out the screens, it's dark when you take off. If it's daylight, when you take off, it's daylight. When you take off, you can, yeah. it's brighter and you can see more. So uh, to me, I think that just that little detail was pretty cool and pretty amazing for them to, to realize, Hey, you know, to keep this realistic, we have to, we have to know that. So the, the attraction knows what time of day it is, which I think is kind of cool. Um, so you blast off in the shuttle and the coolest thing is, I'm not going to give a lot of things away, is that you board in one door and you know, it's Disney. You typically, you go in one door, you go out the next door. Right? So you get in the shuttle and there's a door on either side. And once you um, do the, the takeoff and the experience where you get captured, everybody assumes the other door is going to open and you're going to go out the other door. But no, the door you came in opens and now you're on the Star Destroyer. Yep. Because the shuttle has been captured and moved. It's It's amazing. Um, this is where you come to face to face with the wall of stormtroopers staring at you and those first order guys. Um, there's like a life-size TIE fighter up on the wall, um, you know, docked in, in the docking bay there. Um, if you stand there for a few minutes, you'll see a star destroyer and TIE fighters and things screeching by out the, um, you know, the portal to space. Um, it, it's so cool. Uh, and then you move through and you get sorted into groups where they're going to take you in and Kylo Ren and the team is going to interrogate you. But while you're getting interrogated, you get broken out by the resistance and the resistance tries to rescue you and get you out of there. Um, so it's this great story. You end up, you know, getting launched back down to Batu, It's where you started from. Um, but it, it's just, it's so immersive. It's so amazing. There's so many cool things they did with this attraction. Um, it's just, it's, it's an intense little story. Yeah. It's very cool. <laughs> yes. What did you think of it the first time you saw it? So the first time I saw it, I, I was really just kind of like trying to soak up as much and just look at everything I could possibly look at and not even remember what it is I was looking at, just taking it mm-hmm. all in. And, you know, I, I missed so much because I was just kind of like, just, just in awe of what I was going through. Um, the ride itself is something completely different than anything that, that anybody's ever really been on. Um, mm-hmm. So like you said, it, even if you're not a star Wars fan, it's such a unique ride system that, you know, there are some definitely some different things in there that you do not see coming. And even after you've ridden it mm-hmm. once, twice, whatever, you're still just kind of like you, you remember it, but you're just waiting for it to happen. And, you know, because there are a couple different versions of it, you, you just, you're waiting for a certain thing to happen. And all of a sudden the other one happens. Like you don't know which mm-hmm. ride train you're on. Um, it's just, it's so different. And it, you mentioned all the little things um, that, that you, you've started noticing. And really I'll just tell a listener that's, that's going on it for the first time. It starts the minute you show the people at the front, your boarding pass. Like that is the first time that you are actually on the attraction because you're walking through the queue and you've got different stops where you have to watch the video of Ray as a hologram. Uh, and then you go in and um, you, you've got the story with, uh, oh God, I can't even think of the guy's name. That's, that's up there on the p- platform. Um, BB eight. No. Oh, uh, on the platform. Yeah, it's um, Hondo Anaka. Uh, no, 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 that's that's the other attraction. Huh? That's Millennium Falcon. 
Hanno and Aka yes, is at Millennium Falcon. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So it's, um, it's um, so much. He got confused. Yeah. No, well, and then there's there's um, the interview process. Yeah, the shuttle. Yeah. Yeah, the whole uh, shuttle. Um, and they take you in and split you up. The General Akbar, um, mm-hmm. or or his version, the the same species. Um, when you're in the shuttle, they pick you up and turn you around, like you were talking about. Um, I mean, there, you go through it. Um, an X-Wing, you go by one of the X-Wings that you, it's just in the middle of the queue and you're like, where'd this thing come from? And there's so yeah, many little Dameron's details. Black X-Wing. Yeah. Um, there's so many details like that. You, The wall of stormtroopers, if you're in there long enough, if they don't shoot you away fast enough, just pay attention. They move. You know, mm-hmm. their heads move and they're looking at you. And it's kind of like, are these real people? Because they're life-size and their heads move and they're, you know, you can't tell what's behind the mask. And it wouldn't surprise me if one of them just jumped out, you know, and, and uh, mm-hmm. grabbed you or something. It's just, it's, they're so real and lifelike. Um, and then you got the attraction yourself, like I said, and, and then at the end where they congratulate you for surviving and, and making it out, it's just such a unique attraction. Well, and then, you know, the, the first order, once you're aboard the star destroyer, it's very similar to Haunted Mansion. It's one of those places where they don't yeah. smile and they get to be like really snarky and borderline rude to you because, they're supposed to be there to interrogate you and, you know, you're captured and now you're prisoners. So um, they're kind of fun to play with and see what you can get them to say. Um, <laughs> so it's always entertaining, too. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, they don't. They, don't yeah, they, they play funny. their part really well. <laughs> they don't typically. They, you're not going to get them to laugh typically. No. So no. Uh, we tried. Don't lean against the side of their spacecraft either. They really don't like that. Yeah. Don't oh. lean. I mean, it's, just, it's a lot of fun. So it is. the actual ride vehicle you get in, it's one of those uh, motion. It's not really a motion base. It's it's a moving ride vehicle. It's a bench seat. Um, so it has seat belts. People ask me what kind of ride is it like? And I'm like, you know, they're like, is it a roller coaster? I'm like, no. And they're like, so is it no. like Peter Pan? And I'm like, no. And they're like, is it, no. is it like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean? No. What's it like? <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell you. I, I can't describe it very well. It's, it's kind of, I mean, the seat comparison is very similar to like Indiana Jones or, um, dinosaur, Mm -hmm. but the whole base doesn't move like that. No. So it, it rides through on its own lack of a track, but it doesn't have a lot of the motion like that. So, um, it's, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, there is a 40 inch height restriction on this. Um, I personally think that's probably a little high because there's not a whole lot of motion. Um, I think it's just that there, one there is a, that one part. I think is what it is towards the end, yeah. or or <laughs> maybe just because it's dark too. I don't know, but yeah, that's possible. But yeah, so there's a 40 inch height restriction on this, so make sure you keep that in mind. Uh, but it is not it's not a it's not a thrill ride. It's not a roller coaster. It's not going to shake you up terribly bad. Uh, it can be a little jerky because the way the vehicle moves around a little bit. Um, but it's, I mean, if you've done Star Tours or anything like that and, and you're fine with that, you're fine. The other thing is, for the most part, this vehicle does move through the building. So it's not like a simulator ride. There's a small portion near the end that's about two minutes of it. That's about a simulator ride. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's a mix of everything. It's, it's without just telling you in flat out detail what it is, you know, it's there. If you guys are that curious and you are not sure if this is going to be something for you, there's plenty of YouTube videos out there. Um, of the ride if you wanted to check it out before you go if you're just not sure um as long as you don't have serious motion sickness issues i would totally totally try it mm-hmm. you, you gotta experience it um for right now still 
it is a little bit different how you experience this attraction. They are still doing boarding groups for this. So you have to have a boarding group to experience the attraction. If you don't get a boarding group, they will not typically let you ride. So how that works is twice a day right now. You can request a boarding group through your app. Um, they currently drop at 7.30 in the morning and 1 o'clock in the afternoon. You can only get one boarding group per day. So even if you got the 7.30 one, you will not get one at 1 o'clock, just so you're aware. Um, you can only get one per day. And that's just to try and make sure that everybody gets to experience it. This is a very, very, very technological ride. There's a lot of components that are going into it. Um, and so it does have downtimes fairly regularly. It's gotten a lot better <laughs> as it's been open. Um, you know, it's as it runs longer and longer, it tends to work some of the kinks out. But um, it does have a lot of downtime. So they're trying to make sure everybody gets an opportunity to try and experience it at least once. Um, so if you uh, or have not done the boarding group experience yet, um, please let us know. We're happy to help you guys get some information about that when um, you book with us. So we make sure we can do everything we can to help you get that and get on there. Yeah. Um, it's not a difficult process. No. You can only do it at 730 or 1 o'clock. Yeah. And, and it's just, the, the 730, confusing, but. the 730 we've talked about, you can do from anywhere, but the 1 o'clock you do have to be yeah. in Hollywood Studios. To in do the it. park. Yeah. No. Yeah. It used to be that you had to be in the park for both of them. But then they, you know, with social distancing and the crowds that were there and everything, um, they, they've let people um, do the first group from wherever. So you can actually be in your hotel room at 730 in the morning and try and hit at seven. Sorry, I keep saying 730 at seven um, at 7am and try and hit that boarding group and get it. So you could be in your hotel room and get it. No. Um, and if you don't get it at that point, then, you know, you don't necessarily have to be there as soon as the park opens. As long as you're in there before that one o'clock in the afternoon, then you're good to try for the second group. Yep. But it, it's just, it's a great attraction. It's got a great story. It's super well themed and detailed. Um, totally, totally recommend it. Yeah. There are some tricks to getting those boarding passes that um, us as agents give to our clients, but we're not going to give those yeah. out for free. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we've got a pretty good success rate in getting those for our clients. Um, there are, there are some tricks and you will see some people get very, very frustrated. And that's been my biggest complaint with this is it's such a yeah. unique attraction that I feel like everybody should have a chance to do. And Disney's doing their best. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's at some point, eventually it will become a standard yeah. attraction. Yeah. I don't know when that will be. No, it's still, I mean, they're, I think the boarding groups will still be here for a while. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, Hagrid's has the virtual line, uh, which is very nice for universal. And so I, I wouldn't be shocked if Disney ends up doing something very, very similar, which I know they're, it's kind of the same thing with the boarding groups, but with the virtual line, it's kind of like, um, you just don't know when that's going to go. I think it's whenever they go over uh, an hour and a half, they turn on the virtual line for Hagrid's, um, yeah. And that's interesting about that one is that it changes it. Sometimes yeah. it has virtual lines. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So I, I totally could see Disney going to something like that in the future. Just not as, as it gets. Yeah. As it gets a little more standard yeah. uh, running, but yeah, it's, it's still got a lot of kinks they're working out. Yeah. As of right now, the only it, way it is totally state of the art. Yeah. And the only way we know that we can guarantee that you will get on rise of the resistance is to book a VIP tour at this moment. That is the only way that we know for sure that you could, mm -hmm. you'll be able to ride it. So, if you're interested in it, we book those too. <laughs> yeah. No. Yep. VIP tours are really cool. Yeah, they are. So, all right. Well, I'm going to move to a less thrilling um, attraction, but it, it is one of my family's favorites, and I love riding it. It's I, I have to ride it every time I'm there, except the last couple four times I was there because it was shut down due to COVID and and some maintenance. And that's the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. Uh, or the people mover as, as most people know it. Um, I love the people mover. 
it's such a classic in my opinion, even though it's overlooked. Um, it is in Tomorrowland. And when you go into Tomorrowland, if you look up, uh, actually, when you're walking into Tomorrowland, you can see it a little bit. But as you're going into Tomorrowland, if you look up, you will see uh, cars just kind of going in and out of buildings, and by. you know, on a track, um, just going all around Tomorrowland. And I mean, there's nothing special about it. There's no hills, no, you know, not a lot of speed. It's mm-hmm. just a little break. I think is what I really like about it. Um, you go up a little moving walkway to get on. And like I said, you're on a platform that moves and you get in your cars and then it just takes you around Tomorrowland, just kind of like a little tour. And um, it talks to you, just kind of tell you a little bit, of, you know, a backstory of the, the ride and make a few things up. Um, you go through Space Mountain, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Um, you go through one of the gift shops. Um, so you can look down into the gift shop as, you, as you're going around. Star Traders. Yeah. Um, it's a great spot to get pictures of Space Mountain and the castle at night or during the day. Um, but towards that twilight, when things start to change colors, if you're on that people mover and you just get that right angle, you can get some really, really good pictures on it. Um, there are no height re- uh, requirements on that. So anybody can ride. Um, so that's why it's one of my, our family favorites. We, uh, all, all four of us just get on and like I said, we just get, get a little break. Um, just relax. It's about a, I don't know what you say, maybe a five to eight minute ride, something like that. Uh, yeah. Not- it's not a real long attraction. It's a great spot to, they, they have decent little benches in mm-hmm. the ride where you get to sit down. So it's a nice spot to sit down for a few minutes. You move along at a pretty good little clip pace when you're outside. So you get a nice little breeze mm-hmm. when you're outside on a hot summer day. It's nice to get a little bit of breeze and some wind blowing as you go by. Uh, but it's just, a, it's a great little relaxing sit a minute. Yeah. Take a cruise around Tomorrowland. It's I don't know. It's a classic. Everybody kind of has to. I don't know. We always enjoy going. Yeah. On the Tomorrowland train. And, and the the, the uh, tram cars are. Um, they seat you know anywhere from four to five people comfortably, depending on the size of the people that are with you. Um, but you sit across from each other, so you can sit on these benches, like you said, and, and have a conversation with the people across from you. Uh, they don't have their yeah, backs. I think they've to had you. like six people in yeah, there before. You're face to face with them, so um, it's really a good opportunity to just kind of sit and relax. And you know, like I said, with the Ohana, if you want to take a break but not really go all the way back to your room or something, I mean, it's a good little five to ten minute break, um, and and just sit and enjoy it. And and you know, when you're done, it's different views of Tomorrowland too, which is yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, um, so to, to look down and see things at a slightly different angle, and it's cool. And one of the places you go through, there's actually a giant model in there of um, part of Walt's original model mm-hmm. of Epcot. Yeah, yeah, part of his original plan. Yeah, and uh, you know, right now they're building the Tron coaster, and when you go around the backside towards uh, Space Mountain in the um, uh, transit authority the cars uh you can get some really good pictures of the construction of the of the tron coaster right now so mm-hmm. it's which is back uh, under construction and moving along which yep. is also good yeah it's looking along with that i'm expecting early next year for that tron coaster but that's another story for another day yeah yeah so but people mover is fun i just i don't know it's like it's it's almost a must do for us every time yeah. you always got to do the people mover and, and I mean, there are <laughs> listeners out there like, oh my gosh, I care less if I ever ride it again. And, and, and that's fine. This is our list. You're okay to be wrong. Um, <laughs> but 
everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, it's, right. it, it's it's just something we enjoy. And I mean, I really love the Astro Warbirds. I know a lot of people don't. So, um, you know, it's just kind of nice to take that break, enjoy the time, watch the kids' faces as they look and explore all the different things uh, in tomorrow now. Because like I said, it's a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the last time I rode the Astro Orbiters, you know who I rode with? No. An actual rocket scientist. Really? Sheena? Yeah. No? Jessica, the other one. Jessica? Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. Yeah. So we actually have, um, in our ears group, we actually have a couple of <laughs> young ladies who are actual rocket scientists. I was so, there with you that night. Yeah. You went to, to I think you went to Seven Tours, and Jessica yeah. and I went and did um, the, mind, uh, the Astro Orbiter because she hadn't done it yet. Yeah. And I'm like, how could you have sat in the original space shuttle and not done Astro Orbiter? <laughs> I was really so, torn that night, too. I was like, okay, Mind Train, which I really love, or Astro Orbiters, which I really like, too. Because at night, Astro Orbiter is, I think, one of the best attractions yeah. there. That and it's Big cool. Thunder. Those two at night are yeah. completely different attractions. The park at night. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. The park at night is a different place. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, we got all four right. down, one to go. All right, the next one is our miscellaneous thing for this episode. What do we what do we talk about? Why um, we're going to talk about Memory Maker and the PhotoPass photographers. If you don't go with Memory Maker at Disney World, shame on you. I think you've done yourself a disservice. Shame. I really do. Shame, shame. I, <laughs> Memory Maker, it's one hundred and sixty nine dollars, and I can tell you, every time we go, it's probably the hundred best one hundred and sixty nine dollars you will spend at Disney World. Um, I mean, aside like for meals and things like that. It's it, especially if you're on a four or five day trip or longer, you can get easily several hundred photos. Yes. So memory maker is every time you walk through the park and you see those guys in the shorts and those little tan vests, taking pictures of people on main street in front of the castle or random places around the park or an animal kingdom in front of the tree of life or Hollywood studios in front of tower of terror or, um, at Epcot in front of Spaceship Earth, all those places you see these guys taking photos. Those are the memory maker photo pass photographers. The photo pass photographers, um, they're all trained. They have great cameras. It's all digital. Many of them um, have these things called magic shots, but these guys are there to capture a moment for you. The best, best thing about memory maker is everybody gets in the shot. Right. So if you typically go with your family and somebody is the photographer, dad, mom, whoever, typically whoever's taken all the pictures is left out of most of your memories. Right. Because they're the ones holding the camera. So when you do Memory Maker, you get to get all these great shots and somebody else is taking the picture. So everybody in the family can be in. We've done this when we've gone on our um, conferences. We've had like 25 or 30 people in a picture together um, and they still make it work. They're great. So you can get a big group of people. You can get a small group of people. Um, the photographers try to do something fun for you. They'll ask you if there's any sort of special event going on, um, any celebrations you're doing. Uh, and they have a lot of really fun little poses. So when we went with my family a few years ago, my brother and sister-in-law and their three kids. So like they had my brother and sister-in-law standing on Main Street kissing in front of Cinderella Castle. And they had the kids like standing around them with like their hands over their eyes which I thought was a super cute picture. Um, you know, but there's so many fun little things that they can do like that, that really makes your picture a little special, a little different. Um, even with the masks that were there, they found some really cool and unique ways to pose people and get you some really good shots that were a little bit different. 
Um, there were a lot of like standing and looking at the castle with your back facing the photographer. Um, I think that some of those that they did were really cool. There's mm-hmm. some great things out there, but everywhere there's, you can find in the app, it will tell you where the photo pass photographers are. So you could literally hit every single photo pass photographer in every single park in Disney Springs and all those photos that they take. If you get the memory maker, you can download them when you get home and print them and put them in your photo album, all included. Now, the other thing is, in addition to those photographers taking pictures for you, many of the attractions have things where you can get a photo, like you can get a ride photo at Pirates of the Caribbean now, get a photo of your entire group on the boat. Um, There are ride photos on Seven Dwarves, on um, Slinky Dog, on Space Mountain, on um, Tower of Terror. All of those attraction photos, as long as you're wearing a magic band or you have the um, uh, photo, uh, the, the app in your phone set up, all those photos will download to your account as well. And you can get those. And many of them will do videos. So when you do Tower of Terror, not only do you get a photo of you on the ride, but you get a video like of you of the ride itself with your photo intertwined and a little video of you guys going down the drop. So some really cool stuff you can do. It's all shareable. Um, you get it right on your phone, whoever has the account with no watermark. But then you have um, time once you get home that you can download these. Um, they give you an actual release. So if you wanted to go to you know, Walgreens, Walmart, wherever, and print photos. So you could have a nice photo blown up, you know, and frame it. Um, you could do that. Uh, we actually took, when my whole family was there together, um, we actually took one of the photos where we were all wearing our matching Mickey t-shirts. And uh, we had that blown up and put on a blanket for my mom for Mother's Day. So, you know, that was pretty cool. It was only about $45 mm-hmm. to have this blanket made. Um but now whenever she's not around everybody, she's got her blanket that has everybody in front of the castle at Disney World together. Yeah. So cool little things like that that you can do with all the photos and the videos. Um, they also do these things called magic shots. So magic shots are like you stand and you point at the ground. And when you get the picture back later, um, you might see Pumbaa and Timon uh, on the ground or Simba or... Um, They'll do one outside the Haunted Mansion sometimes where you stand like you're hitchhiking and they'll put pictures of the hitchhiking ghosts in next to you. Um, There's all these cool things that they will do everywhere you go. Ask the photographer if they have any magic shots. There's different ones available in different locations and different photographers. Um, You get some really cool shots. Um, There's just we went for Halloween one year and we got one standing next to the Headless Horseman with a flaming pumpkin. Mm -hmm. Um, there's just there's some really cool things that they do it's always different there's a couple of the uh, super zooms they're doing right now so there's one in galaxy's edge that's really cool so you stand on a railing kind of looking out at the millennium falcon and way on the other side of the millennium falcon up on a railing is one of those cameras so it starts in zoomed in it gets you guys all nice and close and it zooms out and you see you guys standing there against the railing and the millennium falcon and it zooms back in it there's just some great great things um those photographers work hard all day out in the sun trying to get great shots for you guys. Yeah. So I will say nothing bad to say about the photography. No, I mean, it's, it's so hard to get pictures of, you know, all of us together. And especially nowadays where you're like, you know, I'm not so worried about it, but a lot of people are like, don't want to give it their phone to try to let somebody else take the picture mm-hmm. of the family, things like that. So you, you get to avoid that. The photo pass photographers are phenomenal. Um, they're, we talk so much about different people being very good at their job. It, they are very, very good at their job. Um, just the creativity they came up with during COVID and alone uh, to get the pictures, is, is, it was phenomenal. Um, we 
Blaine and I are actually, we, we talk about all the time on this podcast about adding something extra to your vacation, just trying different things. Um, Blaine and I are actually on a, a, a hunt to get all of the magic shots taken and, um, you know, just kind of have a collection. There's a ton. Yeah. And so, you know, I follow them on Facebook. So every time there's a new one that comes out, you know, we're like, okay, next time we got to make sure we, we ask for that one. And, you know, so we've got a pretty good amount of them, but, uh, other than the, the Christmas and the Halloween and the specialty ones, but, uh, all the standard ones that are there, um, and it's funny, you never know which ones you're going to, uh, you're going to end up with. I mean, <laughs> I thought I was going to be kissing Tinkerbell in my hand and I look at the, the, the picture and sure enough, there's uh, Prince Devine in it. So, um, as a frog yeah, from Princess I'm, and the Frog, I'm, I'm kissing so. a frog. So, you know, it's, <laughs> they, they have, that's a, a great shot though. They have a good time with it and it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I, I could not imagine going to Disney without the, uh, the memory maker and no. you know, fortunate for me, I, I get to go a lot with friends who have it. So I'm that friend that just kind of, you know, goes along with the ride and gets to download the pictures later on because we're all <laughs> attached. So, uh, but it's, it's definitely, um, you know, for $169, uh, even for $200, for if you don't, if you wait and get it that day that you arrive, even for $200, yeah. it's, if you're there for a week, and you take advantage of every single little stop order. I'm not big on the ride photos, but I absolutely love the family photos, the castle photos, the uh, magic shots. Um, there are some, and then they'll just be walking by sometimes and they'll see your kids doing something and they'll just start taking your kid's picture. And, mm -hmm. and you're just like, I want to see how these turn out. And then when you see them, you're like, oh my goodness, these are really, really good pictures. Um, mm -hmm. And you weren't even expecting it because it's not anything uh where you were like you know we're in a certain spot the castle is in the background or whatever it's you can just be sitting on a bench um yeah you know there's some really great candid shots they get there, there are when the character meet and greets come back this is the same folks that do those character meet and greet photos mm -hmm. so they're used to getting their shots with you but they'll keep snapping and taking pictures while you're talking and interacting with them so like you may be talking to a character and they're signing your autograph book or whatever and some of those shots where the family doesn't realize their pictures being taken yeah. um, while you're waiting or, or having your interaction. Some of those are some of the best shots you end up getting. Um, those are a lot of fun. So that that's great. Hopefully those will be coming back soon too yeah. with the meet and greets. That's, That'd be great. That's, that's a very good point. And there's one more thing I want to mention. So uh, Brian's right. I did say it's $169 for the memory maker. That's if you purchase it in advance, you have to get it at least three days before you arrive. And it's $169. Add it to your package. It's totally worth it. It will be one of the best things you've done. Um, I've never, ever had anybody tell me they regretted the memory maker. No. Not once. No, not once. Nope. Um, if you do not get it in the three days before you arrive and you wait till you get there, or if you get it like the day before you arrive, it does go up to one ninety nine for the package. It covers your entire group. So even if you have, like Brian said, we travel in a group sometimes, you maybe have three people with three, three families in three rooms. As long as one family has it and you're all linked together, you can all share it. So it's not illegal to do. As long as you're all traveling together, you're a family or a group traveling together, you can share that, um, memory maker uh and then use the down have somebody download it all once you get home and share those photos with you on a disc or however um that's really cool uh the one thing i want to point out is there are um photo locations in the magic kingdom and over at disney springs 
that are like magic studio where they have kind of a green screen. So they will sometimes do um, photography sessions in there too. So like when kids would go to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique or the Pirate League and get dressed up, they could go in and do these like green screen photos and stuff. Those would also be included in your memory maker. Uh, and there's one other thing. It sounds like they're nickel and diming you. I think this is worth every penny. If you have a memory maker, you've already gotten. There is a private photo session you can book at the parks with a PhotoPass photographer. It's $50 for 30 minutes. Everybody I've seen do this wants to do it every time they go now. So what it is, is you book for $50 in advance. You're getting 30 minutes with a photographer, only you and only your family. Mm -hmm. And they sometimes have a couple exclusive locations that they can take you to get some really cool shots. They might get you in 30 minutes. They might get you to two or three locations in the park with different backgrounds and different settings, just your family. Um, they have some props that they can bring. So I've seen little chalkboards that say, you know, first visit or, you know, anniversary, things like that, that they can put up and kind of use as a prop. Um, I've seen them do some things with balloons. So, but you know, when, when you're standing in the park and you're waiting in line, you know, other people are waiting. They're, they're great and patient and they do a lot of work with you, but they usually spend about five, maybe 10 minutes of the family and then they move you on. Yeah. And it's one location. Then you go stand in line again, but for 50 bucks to be able to book a 30 minute session with a photographer and nobody else, but your family at a couple locations in the park is cool. They get to know you a little bit. They help you pose a little bit. They talk to you. Um, something I would totally, totally consider. We are absolutely doing it. Um, everybody has loved it. That's done it. It's, I mean, it's, it's some really, really cool shots. It's perfect for engagement pictures, um, high school graduation mm -hmm. pictures, um, anniversary pictures, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, yeah. pregnancy announcements. I mean, it, it's perfect for those kind of situations. So many pregnancy announcements. Yeah. How many agents of ours <laughs> have done their announcements Disney lately? Yeah. So COVID's been good to the Ears family. We got a lot of, a lot of COVID babies coming to Ears families. Our, our, uh, our uh, but that's great. agent base is expanding in, in about 18 it is. years. So it is <laughs> a lot of, a lot of new agents uh, being born yeah. in the next couple months. Um, so good for everybody. Yeah. But yeah, that, I just wanted to point that out. That's something that um, is out there. A lot of people don't know about, um, you know, if you have the memory maker, once the photographer has done all these half an hour photo shots with you, all those photos are included in the memory maker as well. Yep. So you're really just paying 50 bucks to have 30 minutes of a photographer's time to work with just you. Which I don't know about you. I don't think you, that's, if you try to book a photographer at home, it's a lot more than 50 bucks. So. Yeah. And, and you're probably going to get an hour if at yeah. most, and uh, it's going to cost you a lot more than that. Yeah. So. I think that's a cool thing. So, yeah. So that's our top five things for this session. It is. And, you know, we got 45 to go. And I was like, yeah, that's a lot of stuff. And then I'm like, yeah, so we got we we got a whole lot more to cover. Um, <laughs> so many things. You know, so uh, but it, it, I'm, I'm really liking this this series so far. I mean, we just went through five of, of our favorite. And um, I mean, I, you know, I can't wait to get to the rest of it, but that's going to have to wait. Um this episode will be, I don't know, a hundred hours long if we went through all 50 of them right now, just talking, <laughs> which we could do. Right. We really could, but we, uh, we got to wrap it up this week. And, and as always, we've got some Disney news to cover and, you know, we, we're talking 50th anniversary and the and celebration of Magic Kingdom. And I'm excited about this little piece of information. It's kind of been trickled out here and there um, as they uh, release them. I and we haven't really touched on it. Um, 
but in honor of the 50th celebration, Disney is, is placing or will be placing gold statues around the Walt Disney World Resort. And they actually have a couple of them over at um, the Orlando International Airport. And, you know, we've seen a couple of them as far as uh, Daisy and Chippendale, Goofy, um, Cogsworth and Lumiere are some. And then um, they have actually just announced that Pooh and Piglet will be there as well. And we expect all the big ones to be there. But for Pooh and Piglet, who oh, yeah. could have been overlooked, uh, it's nice to see them uh, represented. And, you know, I'm excited that when we go in, in uh, January that, um, you know, try to get uh, all of these. Um, so there's going to be 50 of them all throughout the parks and probably resorts um, and just kind of make it a little scavenger hunt, I think is what I want to try to do and just see if how many of them I can find and uh, have me a little list and just check them off as we go. Because I, I think they look really, really cute. And I love the little bronze statues out there by the fountain in front of the castle. So the gold ones, I yeah. think are going to look really, really good. Yep. I think that's cool. It's gonna be a nice little addition. Yeah. Uh, over on the other coast, out at Disneyland, uh, they have announced some more restaurants reopening out in Disneyland, so that's great. Uh, things are moving along out there. They are bringing back character dining and, and an actual buffet to Disneyland Resort. Um, I was really surprised because I saw it coming back and I thought it was going to be family style, yeah. but it is an actual buffet as it was before. So um, they are returning Mickey's Tales of Adventure breakfast at the Storyteller Cafe. So that's coming back. Um, if anybody's on the West Coast or looking to go to the West Coast, we have an actual buffet with characters. Yeah. So it is still a modified character dining experience. So just like everywhere else, they probably won't be at the table doing, you know, hugs, pictures, and autographs. They'll probably be a bit at a distance. But they, that, they've they still been really good at interacting with each individual table. Um, everything I've seen when, when we've done them, um, yes, they're not right at your table. They're at a distance. But they, they connect with everybody at the table and yeah. have a good time. And um, I, I still think it's fun. So yeah. very good to have that coming back. So yay for the West coast in California. Yeah. This is a little shocking to me, to be honest, considering how slow California went about the entire process through COVID. Yeah. And now they're the yeah. first ones to have a buffet. So yeah. Uh, it was know. like, what? Yeah. So say what? Uh, but, Okay. It, it does make you do a double take, but it is good news. And I love that restaurant out there. You you get a large amount of characters that come through there. So it's it's a good character meal. Um, and, you know, the buffet is pretty good. And um, Disneyland doesn't have as many of them as Walt Disney World does. So it's nice to see this one come back. Yeah. They don't have as many, like, sit-down restaurants yeah. and stuff either. Yeah. So, oh. I mean, it, it's a much smaller space to cover yeah. so well we're, we're just touching all the theme parks today because uh we have some universal news as well um mm -hmm. the velocicoaster opened i believe it was june 10th uh sounds mm -hmm. date sounds about right uh they yep. they have already had over 1 million riders in less than two months for the velocicoaster mm, that that's is amazing that is a lot of people I and mean, we've seen that universal's met capacity back when they were doing um you know limiting capacity and, and things uh, that's a lot of people to shovel through that restaurant uh, that uh, that roller coaster in that less than coaster. two months uh, but it is a phenomenal roller coaster and i can see every bit why people want to get on it and ride it yeah that's really cool i'm sure that In capacity so uh, i'm plugging them through yeah i'm sure it has something to do you know it's not one million people 
it's it's some people are writing this multiple yeah. times in one day. Um, but yeah, s- yeah. still, that's like you guys did. That's yeah, that's that's <laughs> one million butts in the seats on that ride. Yeah, so that's pretty amazing. Pretty, it really is. It makes me want to know how many of uh, Rise of the Resistance done or Flight of Passage. No. Yeah, that's true. They don't really put that out. No. That is kind of interesting. No. So um, while we're back over here on the East Coast again, talking about Disney World, I'm I'm confused about this one. We're going to talk about this, but I'm I'm confused. So we did get an announcement that there is this great new um, nighttime celebration coming to the Magic Kingdom for the 50th anniversary. And um, it sounds really cool, and I'm looking forward to it. And so we all knew that you know, with this new nighttime celebration um, that Harmonious would not be, or uh, Happily Ever After would not be running. Okay. that That's fine. We get that. Um, you know, we, I just assumed that at the end of the 18 month 50th anniversary celebration, Happily Ever After would be coming back. Not so Disney sure. World's got, yeah, we're not so sure about that right now. There's a lot of uproar that, um, happily ever after is gone so the wording on the website actually says uh, happily ever after last chance to see the show enjoy a last chance to experience this grand finale to your day before the show's final performance on september 29th 2021 so that it's it's cryptic they haven't officially said happily ever after will never return after the anniversary but this is a very cryptic message from Disney. So uh, I, I don't expect it to come back. I expect a different version to come back similar to what it is now. Just different um, displays on the castle, maybe a different firework routine, different music to go with it. Similar style because they've spent too much money on it. But, oh yeah, any of the new shows are going to be projection and yeah. fireworks and music together. Anything that comes through there, and that's what the new show is that's coming for the anniversary. Yeah, but now it will extend down Main Street as well, yeah. which they've been doing in Disneyland for a while. We've talked about, um, so it's just kind of bringing that same type of show to Disney World from Disneyland. Yeah. But I just presumed after the eighteen months, happily ever after would be back. The way they're wording it, we're, we don't know. I mean, I spent all and this... a lot of people are kind of in an uproar, and nobody's saying no. That's wrong. So I mean, that Disney's been known to when something doesn't appear to be working and making them money. It doesn't matter how much money they spend on it; they drop it. I mean, look at fast passes. Um, look at Magic Bands. Like the whole process and money. There's a lot that, of changes yeah, happening. Spend on that. They've they've dropped those, and you know the Magic Bands are not free anymore and they're trying to move away from that and we don't know about fast passes so now they're trying yeah. to go to the ticketed um system uh, is, is the rumor so who knows they they may just say you know what we're gonna we're just gonna move on and and you know we got our money's worth out of the fireworks show and time for something new well and maybe there's a new way to plus up what they've already done with happily ever after now and do it yeah. even bigger and better in the next one yeah so i don't know we'll yeah it, it's have to it's very and cryptic and interesting but we don't have any news. Nobody, nobody at Disney has officially said happily ever after will never come back. No, we, uh, I mean, how many farewell performances did Main Street Electrical Parade have? Or the I was going to say <laughs> the show over at Epcot. Uh, 
Like how many times did they say uh, that one's not going to be yeah. going on and it kept going. So yeah, but the main street electrical parade officially closed and then it went to yeah. Disneyland and then it was right out there for a limited run. And then it came back to Disney world for a limited run. Yeah. And then it went back to Disneyland for a limited run. And yeah. I think I have four like going away forever. Main street electrical parade posters. Yeah. So, um, which I would be happy to have come back again anyway too. But yeah, so interesting, Can't have it interesting all. cryptic message from Disney. So we don't, we don't have any more information on that. No. If we do, we'll happily let you know. But it's cryptic. We do know for sure as of the 29th of September, you cannot see it for a while. So if that is at least 18 months, yeah, minimum. if that is something you absolutely have to see one more time before it's gone, get with us. Um, you know, we'll make sure you can get By there. September there are still 29th. park passes available. Uh, so there are. Yeah. So we'll just make sure we yeah, get things. There. Things have uh, things have popped up at the parks for some availability. Yep. So yep. more and more changes going on. But let us know. We're happy to get you there and see if you can see it. Yep. Right before Disney Enchantment comes in on October 1st. So if you go September 29th, see the last one, stay for two more days. You can see the new one. Yay. That sounds like a good trip. <laughs> then tell us that what they're both like. like. Really good trip. You have to stay for like a week because then you've got Harmonious over at Epcot to see as well. It comes out on the first. That's true. And, which I don't think we even talked about, they did announce fireworks coming back to Hollywood Studios as well. Not Fantasmic. Oh. There's a lot coming back to Hollywood the, Studios that I think the projection we forgot to mention. Show, but yeah, that fireworks projection show today, they do so we'll on do Chinese theater. Time, but... Beauty and the Beast. Um, <laughs> a lot of things coming back. That's right. We'll put it in the next one. All right. That's it. We're getting running along. So thanks for listening again, everybody. Feel free to comment with your own thoughts. We always appreciate hearing from you. Um, catch yeah. us next time as we continue our series inspired by the 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom. And we will talk about five more of our favorite things at Walt Disney World. Now, as you know, as your mouse experts, we are here to help with all of your uh, Disney Universal and other destination vacation questions and get you guys geared up for your next trip, wherever that may be. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please feel free to share this episode with us. Uh, make sure you subscribe. So you never miss an episode once they drop and we're always looking to grow our episode. So uh, please tell a friend, uh, tell an enemy, let them know that, Hey, what do you think of this show? We're fine with that. It's all good. Uh, Haters going to hate. Shoot us an email. That's right. Shoot us an email. Uh, and let us know what you think about our uh, current top five items that we talked about. Any of these your favorites too? Are they are they on your list? Are they must use? Yep. Um, you know, but we want to end our show with a quote like usual. Yeah. And so and I, I chose yeah. this quote just for you because I knew how you were going to feel about the happily ever after. So, <laughs> and it's you can't stop change any more than you can stop the suns from setting. And the reason why it says Sons is because it's from uh, Shmi Skywalker from The Phantom Menace. I think it's Shmi. Shmi. It is Shmi. It's Shmi. Okay. Yeah. Shmi Skywalker. That is Darth Vader's mom. Yep. Darth Vader's mom. Yep. So. Can't stop change any more than you can stop the suns from setting. Yep. Because he was born on a planet that had two suns. Yep. All right. A little bit of trivia for the day. Yeah. So, again, thank you guys for watching, right, guys. and we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening and tuning in. Yeah. We appreciate Thanks it. for listening. <laughs> catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Yeah.